Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Tables with your host, Rob Radley, John Charles Ciccarelli, James Burroughs, and Damian Hallwood. Oh my god, we're a man down. We're a man we're... down. No, <laughs> Damien. Someone call the cleric. Someone call the cleric, quick. Get him. Oh no, he's down to zero hit points. Damien's, Damien's gone. Damien's uh, gone. And none oh. of us are healers. Uh, oh, 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 not again. Why do we all pick fighters, guys? Why are we all human fighters named Bob again? Yeah, exactly. Why is that? <laughs> Oh, have you seen? <laughs> I saw on Baldur's Gate. There's a, a a squad of I think halfling barbarians. Just four halfling barbarians. Just they've got their own TikTok. It's great. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Did you see the that's one where videos. someone tried to beat the game as a cat? Like no, it, it, it's a druid in wild shape, but almost as much as possible, as much as can possibly be pay, played. They were a cat. And oh, there's a whole YouTube stream of it. Yeah, it's actually it's, cool. it's it's highly accomplishable if you're smart about it, right? Like if you know how yeah. to exploit certain things, get your teammates to do the work for you, um, sneak battles. around entrances. Yep, yep, yeah. that kind of thing. Like most of the fights you can avoid, um, which is obviously what this person is doing as a cat. Yeah, and God, then I, oh, it's fun. it's fun. It's fascinating. They get really far. I don't know. I, I think they might I have tried, beaten. I tried. I tried to play that at the weekend. I tried to play it. And I just kept getting my ass handed to me, and then I just launched my steam deck across the sofa i was like oh, <laughs> god damn it and i was like i just i just, oh, just no. beat that fucking witch <laughs> rob i'm gonna come over your house in april and i'm just gonna, gonna beat the hat for you you're gonna log back in one random day and she's gonna be dead and you'll be like oh great i can move on honest honestly honestly that hag is the bane of my life i'm like literally just, just Every time I tell her, she's like, Spoilers. and I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> Come here, Petal. Come on, Ruby. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and like, just despite her, I just, despite her, I just, I just, I just turn off my Steam Deck. <laughs> turn it off. I'm going to turn you off. You can't. Yeah. If you're... Yeah, you can't call me Petal now. But then Teacher. later on, your Rob's lying in bed and you just hear, oh, Petal, what's the matter? <laughs> Are you having trouble brewing your coffee? Fucking <laughs> 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 bitch. <laughs> I hate uh, now we know how Rob's triggered. If, hate, you, if, you, if you've given up on um on Baldur's Gate again for a bit, uh, get Helldivers 2 and come play with me and Yo, one of my DD players, Luke. Helldivers it's, 2. It's sick. It's, uh, it's I've, actually, been, I've, I've been watching the videos. It it's essentially so Starship Troopers uh, and Terminator yeah. Judgment Day <laughs> rolled into one. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, because of the robots now, right? Yeah, yeah. you've got a robot faction, which essentially are Terminators and sort of also the Imperial Guard tanks from Warhammer uh, that you're fighting <laughs> on one oh, side. And then, you, then you've got the aliens from Starship Troopers, like the bugs. On the other side of the galaxy, that you're, you're that one, that off. one looks like fun. Honestly, Rob, it looks like you would really enjoy this because for, from from I haven't played it, but from what I understand, and James, you can corroborate. Like you drop in, you're basically ODSTs, right? You're, yeah. you're dropped in from orbit. Immediately, you you form a squad, so it's all cooperative, squad based. It's like an MMO. It's I didn't PV, it's PVE that. and yeah, sort of MMO ish. So the galaxy is yeah. persistent, and you've got missions from high command, and there's planets that you that the community. Is trying to take over, and then there'll be events where enemies will push into your planets and take right. them. You've got to defend those. Uh, okay. 
and yeah, yeah it's a four and, player like, it, it, it's about cooperation with your squad you have to coordinate very well i've got a couple of people trying to recruit me and they're like jc you need to play you need to get in my squad i'm like okay yeah. and and it's apparently only 40 i think right it's not even like a full it's 35 in the uk well i've got i've got a bit of a, a bit of a love-hate relationship with these sorts of games because mm. i had i um it's a bit of a story for you i when um when my brother and I were um were acting in London, my brother was my went went to drama school and became a professional actor. When he moved to London to look for work, he mm. got an got himself a pretty good agent. The agent was like, "Do you have any special skills?" And he was like, "Well, I've got an identical twin brother," and <laughs> and I got roped That's into like all like these like ridiculous acting jobs. And there's a nice. there's a video of us on YouTube doing an egg card advert, and uh, <laughs> it's a very ridiculous advert. But anyway, we got we got, we both got mm. paid eight eight thousand pounds each for this advert, nice. right? Wow. And at the, t- at the time, I was like, I was 28 years old, and I thought, great, I could quit my job and just live off eight <laughs> grand for the next like couple of months and just be yep. carefree and love it. So I did that, bought myself, a, <laughs> bought myself, bought myself a lovely, a really like banging PC and just lived in my room for, for God knows how long. <laughs> but, I, but I basically I played Battlefield Battlefield Bad Company two every oh, day yeah. for yeah, hours upon hours upon hours, and I was. And I'm, my right foot has never recovered because what I used to do is I used to sit on my right foot. I used to have it oh, tucked, I do that. tucked I still under do my that. chair <laughs> yeah. and sit on it. And I've given myself nerve damage. And, like, at the, at the, and you, do you remember the story I told you in the last podcast about us being in Las Vegas? Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. we went to Las Vegas at the end of um, like literally just before like like the last like thousand pounds I had left. From this with time, a bum foot. Was, was what we went to Vegas with. <laughs> with my club foot which was no. like and my foot was like in agony the whole time i was in Bro. vegas and la and i was like ah. oh, no. so, so i've got so i get it's like the problem i've got with these games i get i get so addicted to them because mm, i, yeah, I love easy. i love running around and i get so like i become a right arsehole because I get so <laughs> i get so angry about being killed all the time and I know uh, it's some spotty little eleven-year-old that's running around with a gun that's like you know stolen his dad's credit card and maxed out all his guns and all this kind of yep, shit. And yep, I'm just getting mowed yep. down by him, and he's got like some like crazy FPS of like a, a thousand FPS on his computer. Yeah, he's seeing you can what see you're me doing like, within two minutes. Like, right, and he's seeing, like, he's seeing you, what you're doing before <laughs> you're doing it. His FPS yeah. is so good. This yeah. is probably a bit too dangerous, Emerald, because it's PVE. It's you and three teammates against. AI. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be horrendous. I'd be so horrendous. It, that was deep, deep, deep rock galactic with the dwarfs in space. Have you played that? Yeah, I've yeah, heard, yeah. I've heard it's really good. It's I really good. Yeah. It's, it's, I started, I'm such a weirdo. I, I started playing it, loved it, and then immediately yeah. stopped playing it because I loved it so oh. much. I was, like, I was like, if I, if I play this, this is too much. This is too good. Too much, my, life. my life will be over. Roll dark will fall to an absolute crumble. <laughs> None of you guys will get paid on Mondays. So like, like, Rob, where's my invoice? I'll be like, what? Uh, what right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's James? What is that? Who's JC? <laughs> I'll be like, who the hell are these guys that keep annoying me? <laughs> oh, they're the DMs uh, from Roll Dark. No, Shit. No. Probably should pay them. <laughs> that is I mean, hilarious just, just yeah. mission, i'll get around to it <laughs> listen i i hear you uh, video game addiction is a real thing and like oh, there yeah, are some people time. that just that just can't 
ever move i even me with world of warcraft when i was when i was playing early on i i would spend days at the pc like i'd get up and i'd, I'd try and have a social life a little bit but it was hours upon hours of me just at the computer and i eventually realized that was very unhealthy but you know these were this was college days i definitely yeah. missed a few classes this is this is definitely oh, why D yeah. is, so, is, is so good is because once you finish playing it you can't really play it again until everyone else is like, "Yep, hey, bye, let's look at that together." Great. So you're just like, "Come on, I need, mm. I need to play D and D again." <laughs> Come on, why can't yeah. these, why can't these people just be with me all the time so I can play D and D? You know, it's just like going mad. But I always oh, find that whenever I, whenever I play D and D for like like a good like I don't know if I do like a good six hour game or whatever, I get home and I'm just like I just want to read the books. Mm, yeah, like like it, it really stays with me. It's, I always really need like doesn't. a bit of downtime after a D and D game, so quite often we'll finish D, like games at what eleven o'clock at night, and then I'm there yeah. for like another couple of hours. Like, well, I I want to go straight to bed. That's what I should do. Um, mm -hmm. What I'll actually do mm -hmm. is end up either planning more D and D or reading D and D stuff. Or... Yep. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's actually, it's actually, I think it's actually the best time to plan as a DM is straight yeah. after, is right after straight straight after your game where everything's fresh in your mind it, yeah, it does yeah. make sense right but i end up always prepping beforehand mm. I, yeah, I give myself yeah. two to three hours beforehand and that's usually my prep time it, i guess it's the same kind of philosophy as doing mode. doing your homework on a friday night isn't it yeah that kind of thing right i yeah. was never very yeah, good well, at that, that. <laughs> that, that that's exactly yeah, who i am it. you got me pegged rob <laughs> it's true <laughs> i'll be honest i did i did frighteningly little homework when i was at school i just didn't oh, point. you were so one of those you just got by yeah, oh, man. I, 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 re I very rarely turned up at school. God. I had solid, solid oh, grades. So I was like, why, why am I doing? <laughs> I why am I doing extra work at home? I go to school. I work hard there. I go home. I play video games or play right. football. You know, like what the friends. majority of people above the the age of eighteen do. Yeah, know, exactly. Work and life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I take it <laughs> home with me. Although I have ended up weirdly, <laughs> I have in the past oh, taken work I still home have with nightmares. me. <laughs> I still have nightmares about needing to do essays. Like to this day, I'm I'm in my 30s and I still have dreams where I wake up from them. And I'm like, oh god, Mrs. Pinkerton's essay. Wait, no. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh thank yeah. god. Oh thank god. I, I, I have I have those about the army. Like I'm still in. Like I wake yeah. up. And well, I wake up and I'm like I could see my like my old um cupboard where all my uniform was kept and oh wow and like and I'm, and I'm, I'm like I, I have a fucking full-on freak out and be like oh god right. i'm back in oh god i'm back in <laughs> oh, that's much I, more I never, legitimate than freaking never, out about or, homework or, or, yeah. or, I get, or i get or i get that dreaded phone call because apparently like ex-soldiers ex have like this thing whereby if we ever go to war it's like you'll get called up but but mm. apparently i've got another year until that sort of stops like that right. oh, is that what they say completely uh, yeah. Yeah. 40 43 is like the cutoff for reservists but oh, I'd, wow. I'd basically be funny enough you know the um we we're talking about starship troopers just a minute ago yes mm -hmm. yeah remember the remember the scene with the the drill sergeant in the parade square and they're like yep. they're going for their basic training the knife throwing one yeah or... yeah, yeah the guy yeah, the guy's yeah. a real asshole yeah they're real yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the guy's what, what i would have to do if i got signed back up i'd be like a drill instructor oh or like really yeah, so I'd work on like oh, a yeah. training that, camp. Isn't that, isn't that Clancy Brown who plays him? The, yeah, it is, is, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Clancy it Brown. It's that's a, oh, a great the, film, Starship Troopers, man. That's a really <laughs> under, un, yeah. under... I mean, I know I know people that love it absolutely love it. Yeah. But there's mm. a lot of people out there who I don't think really... Got it. Know, 
really got it. Yeah, got it or know about it because it's it's a fascist utopia. Satire. Yeah, it's a fascist yeah. utopia. Yeah. 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 Fascist... Satire. Yeah. 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 Satire. Yeah. But it's but it's like but it's like it's a fascist utopia of yeah. like what of what the Nazis would have wanted their mm-hmm. yeah, their world to be like. Society to, like. to be like. Like the whole thing about being a citizen, being a citizen, and all this kind I'm of. I'm doing my part. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, uh, exactly. I'm gonna have to send you the advert for Helldivers too because it is it is literally exactly like it's an, it's, an ad, it's an advert taken from Starship Troopers. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. and then it, and then like the harsh reality of them. And here's here's something really interesting, and I'm sure you guys have heard this, but for me, it was only recently that I came across this. There is a, a popular theory that the whole reason the bugs attack and invade is all because of that mismaneuver that Denise Richardson's character does when she's in the training. You know how like. She accidentally yeah. sends a rock off into the wrong direction. There's a yeah. theory that that rock actually like hits the, the bug planet. planet, the bug planet, and yeah. cause. And they were like, they take it as an attack because it destroys millions of them or whatever. And they're like, oh, oh my god, we need to go defend ourselves from these humans. And yeah, all try, because of Denise Richards trying to sick. show off during basic training, during her her training <laughs> oh, in the really? in the ship. And I'm like, oh my god, yes, that's exactly it. And then, <laughs> and then if angle. you think about it, like, sure, the bugs are massive and they're, you know, they're all getting slaughtered to it. But ultimately, with the whole mind control thing, it's terrifying. They're showing we're the bad guys. Like, the humans yeah. are the bad guys in this situation. <laughs> but it's incredible. Mm. And it sounds like it, it would be a super fun video game. So there you go. Yeah, it is. It's a really fun video game. They give you all these orbital bombardments so you can cool down, and which is like how you take out this huge, like, carpet of enemies coming towards you. So you Isn't throw a little like markers too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can unlock. Oh, you get to cool. like dro- you're dropping like napalm explosions, and every nice. planet's different. So there's different environments. You could be there in a sandstorm with like no visibility, and suddenly like oh, bugs that's cool. You or you're in like v- and there's a planet that's like that's <laughs> <laughs> but like Nam, and it's just all swamp and trees Man. and robots. Like just, you can just see through the mist, just this barrage of red lasers <laughs> coming at you and your squad. And you're like. No, we're all gonna die here. It's fine. It's terrible. It's terrifying <laughs> in the best way because you are so you are relatively fragile, but you just yeah. you just keep respawning in. Oh right, right. <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta get you guys into airsoft. I think you'd fucking love it. Oh, yeah, God. I probably would. Yeah. It's See, that's the thing. So I need more time fun. in my life, guys. This is <laughs> in order to play all <laughs> yeah, of this. Right, I just yeah. need more time. This is the thing, Gosh. isn't it? I've got all. I've got literally like like we haven't been for a good. I'd probably say we haven't been for about a year actually. Mm. normally we used to make a big point of it going every month but it was like um it got it got a little bit sort of because there's a lot of guys that go to airsoft that just want to just want to wear all the gear and walk around yeah yeah Yeah. whereas like it was like like, i i go i'm like i'm like in the bushes i'm like got like all the i've got all the makeup on i'm like i'm like right yeah, like, you know, war. You know, war, war never changes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so sick. Nice. It's so nice. I, I do like those ghillie yeah. suits that I see the snipers for airsoft have. They look. Oh yeah, impressive. yeah, they're really cool. Snipe, sniping it's, it's sounds so great, but it's boring. It's boring. Yeah, yeah. Because you're sitting there. And yeah, you could put together like a really fun-looking ten-minute clip. But what has actually happened is you've sat yeah. in a bush for ten hours. <laughs> every, every every airsoft sniper will tell you the same. They just they start on so on on, a, on one side and then they end up just like on their own side because they just want to shoot everybody because they just can't because like cause yeah. oh, cause wow. you get like armbands for each side that you're on and if you're sniping in the distance and you and you just keep seeing your own guys mm, yeah. just like you eventually get I'm bored. Just, I'm just like, gonna I want to do something. I'm just gonna <laughs> <shoot them. laughs> 
do shit then. Like that. Because oh, I'm just sat here in the, in the dirt. There's a spider crawling up my ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And you have to sit perfectly most of this. still. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we don't well, we don't have we don't have Damien Freddy news this week. So it's what true. It's James, I'm, you, I'm you've been called in. back up. I've called been, yeah. been called back up. Uh so yeah, yeah we do have some <laughs> news. So um Well right, this is a D and D podcast. I was this is a D and D podcast. Uh, we have some D and D news. I'll, I'll kick off with the, we've got some D and D, we've got some Pathfinder, and we've got nice. um, oh, a bit of Marvel uh, Vampire the Masquerade and Marvel Multiverse Ooh. as well. That's so uh so there are there is a new release on D and D Beyond. So it is a module that's already sort of come out already, and I know it's quite popular um, in the community. I know some of our DMs uh, were big fans of it, but the Humblewood um, sort of mm-hmm. campaign setting, um, which is essentially cute woodland creatures um, fantasy, um, it's got sort of from what I can see. I don't know if any, either of you have played the board game Root. Um, yes, that's I, exactly what it reminds me. This of. may well predate that, but it reminds me of that quite a lot. I don't think so. I remember when Humblewood was on Kickstarter, and I think I had Root from before that. So this yeah, is more uh, yeah. So. But I, I think you know, cute woodland creatures has been a thing for a very long time. So yeah, so you get yeah. to adventure as birds and other woodland critters, and mystery behind. Boxing. Yeah, there's a mystery mm. behind forest fires, uh, bandit coalition, or something. Even more nefarious, mm. but yeah, um, it, badgers, badge, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, badgers. I think, well, to be fair, weirdly, there is a root, there is a root RPG uh, on all on all by itself. Now. Is there really? Yeah, oh my there god, is, yeah. <laughs> Do you know uh, that? Right. Okay, so root the board game itself. I played it. I have it. I, I own it, but I've only played it twice. And I have to say, it is the most Game of Thrones esque experience. You think it's going to be all cutesy and fancy, and because it's mm. got these cute little animals and the beautiful little kind of kid like looking art, and then yeah. it's like deep politics. Yeah, like the the fact that one faction has been doing has been trying to preserve this section of the forest forever. And now you're trying to subterfuge them and invade them, and you have spies in their ranks. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. This is this is intense. They keep releasing expansions <laughs> for it. You, yeah, there's so, yep. there's so many more animals yep. for it now. Um, Root is oh, a yeah, Root is a great game. I would 100% recommend that. Um, yeah. So the book though will come with uh, three new backgrounds, seven new feats, mm. ten playable races, ten new spells, four new subclasses, uh, twenty new magic items, and fifty new monsters. Um, all which will be included in the D and D Beyond Encounters tool, um, and also eleven maps. Um, for use with the D&D Beyond maps. So I've not actually played any of the Humblewood stuff, so I'm not sure what those maps will be, but I would assume they will be sort of important areas of Humblewood within the, the story or the game scenarios right. that they've set out. So that's really cool. I, honestly, that's quite a is, lot. Um, isn't this the... Oh, God, what's his name? I, I, I follow him on YouTube. I think this is his setting. Um, it's not Mr. Rex. One one of the famous D and D YouTubers of the you know dozens that there are, but th- I think this was his Kickstarter, and my God, Hit Point Press is the actual name of the publication. But yes, it is Hit Point Press. Yeah. I, what 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 are our opinions on all these third party publications that have been cropping up in D and D Beyond? Like suddenly supported Dungeons of Drakenheim, Humblewood. Yeah. Um, this, good. Like these these are the popular ones. These are yeah. the ones that really got good backing. Yeah, they are. Um, it just gives me hope that one day maybe I'll get my stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Got to uh, start a Kickstarter. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. I've I've been working on a yeah on a on an adventure book. I think I'm I've just 
I put too much detail in it. I think I want. Mm. I, I try to put what I would want in a book in it, and I don't know if necessarily that's what everyone else would want. But who knows? Right. <laughs> right. Who knows? But you gotta, you gotta play test it. <clears throat> yeah. Gotta send it to yeah, some friends. It. <clears throat> when it's done, initial when run it, with Roldark. <laughs> when it's done, I will do. Well, I've already ran yeah. the campaign that it's based on for Roldark. Um, right. And annoyingly, I have further further news later on in the news um, oh, that sort of uh, stolen part of the idea for it. So that's a bit of a, ooh, bit of a bugger. Okay. But... <laughs> not massively. Not massively. It's fine. Mine's on a mm-hmm. smaller scale than this one. But yeah, it's uh, that's interesting. So yes, that is um, that's the humble humblewood stuff. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, so quite big news. Pathfinder has. Um, paired itself with um, Michael Gelfie Studios, who does tabletop <gasps> audio stuff, oh, uh, music and soundscapes. Oh, wow, um, okay. So they've teamed up with him to bring music and soundscapes to the world of Galarian, um, which is, is, is their setting for Pathfinder. Um, and so he is going to be creating a range of soundtrack albums for their upcoming adventure paths, starting mm. with Season of Ghosts. So each... each um, Adventure Path is going to have an accompanying soundtrack, which I, I think is awesome. Yeah, he is a very talented. I use their stuff um, so yeah. much. I subscribe to his Patreon, so I'd have access to more. It's <laughs> well, I think so they good. will still be available direct, so they're going to be available through uh, Pezo and right. also through his um, his him, him yeah directly yeah, yeah. okay okay. Whew. <laughs> so you can so they have released um a trailer for seasons of the ghosts and the music is in that um so that's available on youtube uh under the title pathfinder adventure Path season of the ghost season of ghosts trailer sorry yeah i know you guys use music in your games relatively yeah. frequently right yeah right? Yes, yes, yes yes rob yes, yes. i know you play it when we're at roll dark fest so yeah i know mm-hmm. you're you immerse i just i Sometimes every now and then I'll I'll jump in a friend's game and if there's not a decent bit of music running through it, I I tend to tune out. I don't know why, but it like it that makes such a big difference for me is the the music and I even if it's if it's an online game, I'll just throw up another tab on my browser and just put up some battle music on YouTube or something if I need to. I or, think you got to intrigue music. Yeah, you got to set you got to set the scene. I mean, you got to make it like yeah cool. I remember the first time that uh, we played. Curse of Strahd with my brother James as the DM, and he lit loads of candles, and it was like mm. all the all the all the windows were closed, and the, like the curtains were drawn, and the lights were down low, and the music yeah. was like really airy and airy, and yeah, it was just really interesting. Yeah, see that I would love for sure. Like it's Curse of Strahd, you have to you have to set that mood, you know. Yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. It's it's so important. I, I, I find it odd that some people will play like that. I have been in some games before that like, the DM is like just not done any voices, not tried mm. to do any voices, not tried to like, you know, differentiate between which NPC you're talking to. And you're like, well, who am I talking to? Is right. that is that Jonathan, the stable hand, or is that yeah, right, or right. is that Martha the the barkeep? And I'm like, who am I talking to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's like, how, how can it's you tell? So so like, yeah, sometimes you do find that. So yeah, yeah, I think it's really important that um, you have music in your games. Yeah, it's it, it's so important. Part of part of the many things somebody can do to help set the scene, and I don't think you need mm. everything per se. Like you don't need to go 
full out if you're trying to build an immersive scenario. Some people are just happy to be a little bit more of a casual player, you know, beer and pretzel sort of thing and just, you know, okay, you hit and whatever. But if you're if you're trying to tell a story, and at least in the games that we run for World Dark, I know, um, and I know we all do this, and I'm sure most of our World Dark GMs do, like we, there are some elements where you do want to make it as immersive as you can. And as long as you have two to three things out of the many tools that you could use, I feel like you're, 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 you've got enough going. So if it's music and um, atmosphere, right? If you're running an in-person game, like you said, Rob, lower the lights, keep it a little spooky. If it's that kind of game or, or set the mood appropriately, at least you have that covered and you don't necessarily have to do voices, but you can at least be specific and differentiate. Or, you know, if instead of music and sound effects and atmosphere, you have, say, a really descriptive sections of writing, like if they're walking towards something they've never seen before and you're, you've actually taken the time to write something out, you can pull them in into the narrative like that. I feel like Absolutely. those things really help, you know? Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Actually, what I've, um, what I've started doing for games that I run in person if i can so to be fair so far this has mostly just been mm. at my house with my friends where when we've done board game nights i will get some sort of themed ambience um from youtube and they do usually if you can find like a video so we played a game of risk and i had um the ambience for like uh like a world war one command Pretty center cool. like nice i had a project like that on one of the walls so it looked like, like oh, it I, love that. this. I love that's that. really cool so we had that going in the in the background, and then yeah. So for, yeah, for D and D, I've got various ones that I want to use in the in the future as well. I can project onto like a plain white yeah. wall and just have the, that the, the doing all the the Witcher campsite works quite well as well. Oh. You get like the fire going and stuff. Oh, I yeah. love that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's anything cool. Witcher for me, I'm I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Uh, that's really cool. That's really well, good. but yeah, I'm Michael Gelfi Studios with with. Um, partnering with paizo that's every time i hear something new that pathfinder is doing i get really jealous and i'm like God, it's another reason for me to try and get into this system Ugh, mm. i just need more time <laughs> yeah yeah learning learning new system systems yeah. is tough oh, sorry got breath stuck there <laughs> you're so excited about this it's fine I've hit, I've hit 30 years of age and i've not learned to breathe properly yet <laughs> So <laughs> you'll figure it out, mate. Well, probably, no, I'm, probably, sure, uh, I'm probably... sure Rob will edit that out, right, Rob? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fine. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course yeah. you will. Just, just writing down the time signature now. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. oh that's a yeah. nice. Uh, that's a nice pen. Your your coffee mug there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheers. Uh, uh, what else we got? Mm. Uh, so we've got a couple of so there have been some freebies released uh, this week uh, and one in particular I really want to talk about so I'll come to that last but there is some uh, interesting mm. stuff uh, so let's do the first so there is a um, adventure uh, called Chrono Slip Primer available on Drive Through RPG that looks okay sick uh, so the description uh, I'll I'll read to you it's it's not too long. Uh, so a little more than eight years ago, the realm's champions nearly stopped the cataclysm, saving the lands, uh, but locking its peoples into an endless cycle of repeating the same day three day the same three days mm. over and over again. Now more than a thousand times. Slowly, gradually, people are breaking free of the curse, becoming ruined folk with an awareness of the slip. 
Now that you know the nature of what's befallen the world, it falls upon you to break the cycle. So, you are stuck in this world where most people are just repeating the same three days over and over again. But you won't be. Weird. Which I think is, is really cool. cool. And annoyingly, yeah. Mm. You think about the implications. Annoyingly, what I was doing for, for mine <laughs> for my adventure was that you are stuck in a time loop um, with oh, like a, no. a god hunting you the entire. Uh, it's like it's like but, Groundhog hey. Day the RPG, except that you're out of it. Yeah, yeah, you're you're the one just getting to see people repeating their patterns. So, so yes, how much exactly. influence do you have? Like, does everything you do reset on the third day? Like, if the people you kill or the, the you know the monsters respawn, or like what? How does that work? I don't know oh, that's um, exactly, though. but it is entirely free okay. to check out. What's it called so, again? If that sounds interesting, uh, uh, Chrono Slip Primer uh, from Storytelling okay, Collective. Cool. Check that out. Very cool. Okay. Um, the next what the next uh, free thing that I found on uh, Drive Through RPG is the Deal Hunters Toolkit. So it's a it's a smaller sort of module, but um, it is essentially a shop a help for shopping sessions, basically. Um, so new interesting magic items, um, then sort of a toolkit for players who love role-playing mm. as merchants and haggling for the best deal. So I realized I moaned about this the other week. Players wanted to haggle for about everything. But if your players really love that and you want to make it the best experience possible, then... Give the people what they want. I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll I'll probably... I'll, I'll download this and see if there's any ways that I can improve the shopping sessions that I run. Because my players love a, a oh, shopping yeah. session. They're like, oh, can we go to the markets this session? Yeah, of course we can. Like... Once a campaign, one of the one of the eight sessions or whatever will be. Well, let's go to the shops and and <laughs> buy some new magic items to help us with whatever right. we need to do and haggle your life away. Um, yeah, yeah. That just happened with me and the yeah, Ethereum group on Monday. Shout out, guys! Um, they were they were back in the sort of little hub that they have. They're kind of isolated. They're not in like a major city or anything at the moment. Um, but they still wanted to sort of start buying and selling some stuff. And I was like, well, you know, you're in the Feywild gold here and, and treasure in, in general is a little hard to hard to sort of quantify in terms of value. But sure, you know, we'll take a look and maybe they can make some. And then very slowly it just became a full on shopping episode. And I was like, OK, yeah. So if you trade in your golden Fomorian toe and these three potions that you found, <laughs> along with this now defunct lantern of giant tracking, you can get a discount on yeah. the fancy stick that you saw three sessions, four sessions, five sessions ago that you really wanted to buy. <laughs> All right, we're here, but they loved it; they had a good time. So I think so. Great. My my tale, my tale from the table sort of huh? incorporates right. a bit of this, yeah, uh, interesting trading yeah. Uh, stuff. So. Um, Finally, the, the final third, um, sort of free item um, is on Dungeon Master's Guild, and it is Curse of Strahd Rebitten, Improved Nightmares. So um, it is a mini supplement for Curse of Strahd and Van Richter's Guide to Ravenloft campaigns. So it contains rules for every time your players take a long rest and sleep, they can slash will experience terrifying and exhausting nightmares oh, nice. wow. the supplement explains how the mechanics work and give examples of nightmares for you to adapt into your campaign and that is also free and it sounds really cool i sort of wish i had it from the start of my stride campaign because i think nightmares are a very cool oh, thing to incorporate awesome. into games it's, it adds something to taking rests that's different 
and, and interesting. It doesn't Wait, sort of James, blend this into being series. this boring. There's like a whole series of stuff. Yeah. It's like there's a oh, there's yeah, the yeah, dinner, there's, um, there's uh various other ones. Um improved beginning, improved death house, improved Jenny Green Teeth, Dinner with Strahd. Nightmares, improved session zero, improved zombies, liars dice. What? Yeah. Oh, wow, there's yeah, a bunch. Yeah. The nightmares one was just the one that oh, I, I found just, was, was interesting. But yeah, there is right, okay, I gotta find that one. Yeah, but you're you're correct. There there is a there is a series and they a lot of them do look interesting. There's a festival of true love, uh, Valentine's Day supplement for it. I realize we're a little late on that, but hey, hey. doesn't matter. Um, I love That's this fine. idea, and yeah, I'm gonna totally look at it. Also, I'm really curious to see how many um, Curse of Strahd supporting materials slash re remade or remade or remakes or republished stuff will have re in it. So we have already revamped. Yeah. We have rebitten. We're gonna go down the Matrix path mm-hmm. of doing like Reloaded, Resurrection, Resurrected, <laughs> <laughs> very soon. Um, yeah, right. Revolutions. Oh, this yeah. is Chris cool. Strahd Revolutions. Mm. I'm very excited. Cool. Cool. Is it? I, I'm. Uh, is it you, JC, or with a different DM who's running a Curse of Strahd steampunk game? It was uh, Jacob. Now Chris. It right? was Jacob. Uh, yeah, Chris, 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 Chris is, is doing, doing one, one now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 J- Jacob originally started it and yeah. then um Chris has taken over. Nice. He's yeah. taken over. Yeah, that, that sounds like a really interesting setting. Mm. I wonder if there's like a source book for that. For that I know some really nice that. steampunk novels that you could probably buy. Mm. So, buy this, buy this yeah. amazing. Well, amazing I mean I've writing. actually I've bought it. Oh, oh, right, oh, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's oh, going cool. on here? What what yeah. what's Rob doing with this? Oh right. <laughs> Have you read it? No. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're great. I love that part with the that punk part. and the steam. That yeah, was that was a great that's, part. That's a really good part. That's yeah. probably my favorite bit actually. Steamy, oh. steamy punkness of it. Yeah. I, I prefer the punky steamness of it. I mean, that's, that's you. fine. That's a very niche opinion there. Fair enough. I'd probably, I'd probably cringe if I wore, if I read it now. I think. I've not had I've not read an actual book for ages. I just listen to audio books oh, nice. now. That's that's the problem. Nice. I need to go on I read when I go on holiday mm. and I've not been on like a beach holiday for so oh, long. Been on a beach holiday. Pre COVID yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Me too, man. gotta get on that. Well before then. Twenty eighteen, I think was the last holiday I went on. Yeah. Mm. Fingers crossed that was this Greece. year. Me and Jade are gonna go. Go somewhere. Oh nice. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to Greece. I, I love like the, Greece. the history. Greece is great. Lindos Greece. is nice. I went to Lindos. That's oh, lovely. okay. Lovely. Yeah, really, really pretty place. Yeah. There's there's so many like amazing islands. We stayed at Rhodes and we got the ferry across to all these other islands. It was, oh, it's just the oh, best. Oh, sounds beautiful. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. Yeah. Such a I'm, I'm overdue for, for a little international travel. And last last new place I was was in Finland last year, um, which was fun, but it was brief, so... Gotta... We need to find a way to stop off somewhere nice and sunny on the way to to a there rock festival. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> field field trip, Rob. <clears throat> get us. Yeah, a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, get field trip. <laughs> Next week, field trip. Antarctica. That could be cool. Yeah, I, I hear it's cheap. Science, be cool. let's, let's let's look for let's look for I... a science research station in Antarctica. Ooh. Oh, let's do and a we'll thing. Stay there. Themed yeah. retreat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that would be Imagine awesome. That. That would be okay. I no, mean, whoever, whoever's whoever's like in Antarctica right now, listening to our podcast, um, according according to our yeah, that one listener we've got there, we got an Antarctica <laughs> listener. Uh, we yeah. have nobody in Antarctica. Oh, yeah. bummer! That's a shame. That's a shame. 
I'll go through the list in a minute because we've got okay. some interesting places. Can we can we push for can we push adverts to Antarctica? Yeah, we, is that a specific uh, thing? Can we, we buy a Facebook <laughs> ad space in Antarctica? Definitely try. Yeah, if we could <laughs> give it a go. just keep posting on the Royal Antarctic <laughs> Survey <laughs> Facebook page. Would you would you, <laughs> would you go us. to Antarctica if you were given the opportunity? Yes. Yeah, it's on my yes. bucket list. I I, I want to go to Antarctica I would be, so I would, badly. I would, need to do a lot more training and preparing than i have right now but i like if i would love to uh, yeah yeah if i had that opportunity and then and then go even even if it's you know just a visit yeah. and it's not like a survival situation i'd still want to prep myself for it and oh no you can you can do trips yeah. and visits to it you can get so you have to you can either get a cruise um and it goes from like argentina yeah. i think down through the falklands yeah. to antarctica oh, wow. And that's about seven. That's about seven or eight. Grand. Don't talk to me about that. Long right cruise. Now. We're gonna we're gonna have a tough. Yeah, it's out. like two three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is anyway. Welcome to Antarctic Explorers. Uh, <laughs> so yes, it's about it's anywhere between seven and eight if you're doing it mm. very like the the cheapest I th- I could find it, and it can go up to like twelve thirteen k GBP. Our or. You can fly in for the day, and that's maybe three thousand. Right. And you fly in and fly out, but you can only go at certain times sure. of the year. For the for, for the day, yeah. Just just yeah. To zoom Fucking in, hell. see some ice, go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go maybe see, maybe uh, stay there one night. South Pole's polar bear. Oh no, South Park. South Pole is polar bears in New York. Penguins, yeah, yeah. Polar bears, orcas, penguins. You got seals, orcas, yeah, penguins. Blue-footed God, boobies? Crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, a, a I, roughest, I've applied for jobs. Sea on Earth. <laughs> Is that what they say? Jesus. Yeah, they got the. Oh, what's it? Oh, what's the straight called? No. Na- uh, Drake? Is it the Drake oh, Passage? Yeah. I think it's the Drake Passage, and I've seen the videos from people on the cruise, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, it's horrendous." Oh, I'd be so seasick. Yeah, I want to do. Be a fucking, or- be a friggin' ordeal, man. Yeah. Because you're li- yeah. you're literally, like literally in the middle of nowhere. Like so remote, mm. it's it's you might as well be on another fucking planet. Yeah. Well, me cool and my part. brother are in a race to hit yeah, all cool seven part. continents, and, and I and I have a feeling that Antarctica is going to be the last one that either of us do. So we've both we've both visited the same number of continents yeah. now. I think weirdly, Asia is a place that neither of us have really. Been. Despite him living in Australia for four not years been, now, not I been don't to think Vi- not been to Vietnam or Thailand or. No, I want to go to Vietnam or Thailand. Um, but no, I've not. I've not managed to go yet. Oh. I had I had friends who lived out in China as well, so I, I wouldn't mind going there. I wouldn't mind going to Japan. Mm. Um, I would like. I would like. I would like to go to just... China, but I'm just. I just. I don't like the fact that they eat dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know that, that people is like that relatively common. Is it, I thought that was more of a depends yeah. on where you go situation. It's the it's the whole wet market thing. That yeah. I just yeah, I just I just can't I can't get the I can't get thing, I can't yeah. get behind it. I just right. think it's just a bit too a bit too far in one direction in terms yeah. of like I d- I just feel like there's a lot of stray dogs there. I mean, there's a lot of stray dogs everywhere that you sure, go outside of the UK. Sure. Pretty much in the Western world, there's loads. But I just, yeah, in terms of like animal animal rights and things, it's just mm. I think China's like. I know South not, Korea just not... finally outlawed um, eating dog meat. I, th- I believe I heard that yeah. news break recently. But hey, speaking of eating things, and back to Antarctica, really. Quick, <laughs> have yeah, you guys cool. seen yeah. the test footage? Of Guillermo del Toro's new unmade series, I think he was trying to work on a at the Mountains of Madness 
uh, thing, and there yeah, was released like a test clip, like twenty five right. seconds or so of an explorer in a in a cave in Antarctica getting uh, basically attacked by a very Lovecraftian esque, you know, oh, elvish creature. I want him to make that. He thing would be so bad. Like that. He's the he was the director. The one. I would trust to do it. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Well, his the I like the Cabinet of Curiosities mm-hmm. adapted yep. some Lovecraft yep. stories. I realized he wasn't directing all. No, of but them. he was a producer on it, and he that, like you know okay the project. He was produced, stuff. Yeah, the Ben Barnes one is like really screwed up. Um, mm. Wow, that one really got me yeah. good. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot of mess mess up. The one with Rupert Grint is adapted from yep. a Lovecraft story, but it's it's nothing like the actual. I'm book. not surprised. I I think it's a really good story. I think what they filmed was yeah. really good. And I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't, wasn't the same as the story of the books. Yeah. I'm I'm one of the few was, people yeah, that I feel like I enjoyed um, Lovecraft Country, which was a very I did very enjoy brief Lovecraft thing, Country. but it was yeah. it was very fun while it lasted. Yeah, that's that's nope. not coming back. <laughs> <clears throat> nope. Yeah. Well, hey, that news broke no. after I enjoyed it, so I can still say I, I had yeah. a good time watching it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I... yeah. But yeah, that's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, talking of vampires, yeah, then, I totally. Will, will. Uh, as, as I went from Strahd, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I will uh, perfect segue. Horror, uh, vampire, the vampire, the masquerade mm. has revealed a um, a source book called Bloodstained Love, um, just released in time for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Um, so it is a source book, uh, romance focused content arrives in a hardcover book and PDF for five. Six characters and story concepts designed for romantic gameplay features advice, tools, and new merits and powers for kindred hmm. love stories. Interesting. So, I've not really played much Vampire the Masquerade, but it seems like they're like sort of romance and vampires are very sort of yeah. intertwined hand in hand and have always been for sure, right? Yeah, like even even Strahd, his backstory is all romance and doomed love yeah. themed, isn't it? Really, very, um. Yeah. Is that, is that a spoiler? I've been listening to I Strahd. Oh, you, um, at the, uh, you got to go back and add a spoiler warning before that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yes, yeah, I think it's very inspired by the Francis Ford Coppola's take on Dracula, um, which it was it was Coppola, yeah. wasn't it? Who did the early 90s version? Yeah, the, did the uh, 90s version, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Where it was all the, the the inspiration of Mina and the him, or sort of her being the reincarnated love interest, that kind of thing. So yeah, massive spoiler warnings for sure um but that's a strahd is based off of dracula if that's a spoiler for some people then well (laughs) you don't know what you're in for yeah yeah right yeah exactly um but yeah yeah it's it's a i i've really wanted to get into uh, vampire the masquerade much more and just gotta find a good group and you know time again (laughs) the hole in my schedule isn't so there's Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's Vampire the Masquerade. There is a werewolf yeah. yep. game made yep. by the yep. same company. Are they based yes. in the same world? Yes. It's all the same world. So you can. That's play apparently them the all big together. draw of this world is that the the insane amount of politics. Like, yes, the role play is fine, but like the lore, or not the politics specifically, but like the actual lore of the world itself and how deep this lore goes back into the history of the product, especially with Masquerade. Right. right yeah. And and the fact that the masquerade is a concept in this world, it's it's the yeah. basically the prime directive of these games to not reveal who you are to the general public. And now that that has been broken, there's like a new season. I've been hearing this kind of 
around, even though I'm not really into the world too much. Um, but apparently there's an order now that has arisen in order to reassert this masquerade. And there's humans hunting the vampires at this point now because they're too well known, stuff like this. So, um, yeah, it, it sounds yeah. fascinating. All the it's it's because I can't really pinpoint well, the world uh, of a system that I've heard of the world of darkness, right. That sort of gets that urban fantasy to the same degree. Cause if you, uh, if there's like witches and covens mm-hmm. and stuff as well, cause I like a lot of like, some urban fantasy mm. where there's werewolves and, and vampires and, and like warlocks and stuff in the yeah. modern day. But I've, I'm yet to find a system that I really, I, have, I'd give it a shot. Like sort of encompasses everything that I want yeah. it to. So yeah. maybe honestly, you know what I thought that would be for me? Candela Obscura. When that was announced and I started yeah. sort of getting the premise of it, I was so sold. Victorian-esque mystery and horror, but set in a fantasy world, but it was post-war, kind of with a like a light steampunkish vibe and mm. just all the all this just rich stuff. I was like, this is the perfect thing that I need to add in addition to like my typical high fantasy fix, right? Like this is exactly what I want. Yeah. Urban investigation with with eldritch elements that isn't too overtly call of cthulhu but set with this yeah. like alternate realm just every beat and then i just kept hearing the reviews about how bad the system was and mm. i was like well yeah. I, I guess you could adapt the world into a different system but that's a lot of hard work for people with little time if the system is bad then yeah although back back to the world of darkness i have a feeling we're going to see a, a big uptick in vampire and the masquerade players and in general world of darkness players come the fall because that's when vampires the masquerade bloodlines 2 the video game oh the video out. game yeah and uh, that has out. been a yeah. long awaited fan favorite that what, when did that game originally come out bloodlines that was like 20 2007 nine something like that yeah quite a, quite a long yeah. time ago i think that i think they might have done a remastered version i'm sure oh yeah the PlayStation i'm sure, Store. It might I'm be sure the old there is one, uh but... gosh let me just take a quick look i i think i think for me to play the vampire the masquerade i'd have to have it so that you would because there's a lot there's a lot going on in terms of like lore and stuff which yeah is, which is excellent and amazing but i would really want to play it in a very realistic kind of way mm. like in a way that is like that like as in like the vampires keep themselves completely secret to humanity and when you become a vampire you have no knowledge of any of the history of vampires you don't know where they're from but very much very much like in in um mm. if you've read if you've read Anne rice's books right like that right like I that like you, Rob, you I, have I, to I, you have to slowly discover it all I'm That'd pretty really sure cool. that's exactly how it is. Uh, is it? Gr- granted, Sweet. I think in in the difference of the Anne Rice novels, from what I understand, and please, you know, shout at me and correct me hardcore if I'm wrong on the Discord. From my understanding, the vampires know their world very well, but humans don't. So when you get converted, you start learning about the world, but through the lens of the coven and the established rules that they have and and you know the deep sort of familial different families and connections and guilds that they have versus where the in rice novels it's like you're kind of on your own unless you have a good mentor slash person who turned you right as in yeah you know lestat and uh, all that so Matthias. but still that being said it it i think the general premise of it is yeah not many people are aware of their existence it's not like they all know about it 
And then when you get turned, this is a whole new world for you, which you slowly explore. I know Bloodlines basically started that way. Wow, okay, cool. Yeah. Because I, I used to watch yeah. Let's Plays, like comedic Let's Plays of, of Bloodlines <laughs> by one particular creator who uh, used to do the anime voiceover, or um, the, the fake dub of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, series. And it was very, very funny to watch, but I never actually played the game. So yeah, I'd be excited for it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Anything else, James? Okay. Um. No, I think that is uh, that is me all news nice. out. Sweet. Yeah. So, tales from the tables. What have we got? Uh, I'll I'll jump in with ours. We have one from Harry. I think it was. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's pull that one up. Um, so, in his own words, Harry's obviously one of our DMs. Uh, Rob, what's the what's the game called that he's currently running? Uh, it depends which one he's referencing. So ah, right. I know he's I know he's got. A, few private games on the go but he's got model citizens which mm-hmm. he's doing nice. uh, that's on a friday night okay and he's also doing um uh, city pulse i okay. believe it's called this one sounds... which is on a on a thursday or a wednesday it might be a thursday let me just, let me just quickly check mm. okay i'm actually not sure it doesn't say exactly which one but uh, it still sounds super interesting so yeah here we go um in his own words I basically changed the entire focus of a story because of a player's character concept. I had originally planned for the group to be transporting the artifact, the Book of the Damned, on a ship, then to have the ship destroyed and the pages of the book scattered for them to find. One of the players introduced themselves as a child of wrath, which they pitched as their character's official title. As soon as they said that, I changed the story to revolve around a different artifact, called the Shards of Sin, which got the whole group super excited when they found out what they were transporting and worked out for the better. The Child of Wrath character spent the beginning getting the box open to obtain the Shard of Wrath, which led to the group or which led to group conflict and them fighting each other, which then led to the ship blowing up and scattering the <laughs> shards for them to find. So I didn't actually have anything to do, or I didn't have to do anything rather, to kickstart the journey. Then they asked me afterwards if any of the story they did was actually meant to happen because the whole story of finding the scattered shards seemed like such an accident. Wow. Interesting. That's when you answer no, but we're going with it because it seems mm-hmm. like that's what you want to... Or you do what I do and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm... <laughs> all of it written down so much that you didn't see you know you just didn't go in the right direction what a shame (laughs) yeah right well the the problem i have is they'll they'll go to a shop or something will happen they'll be like uh so i'll rattle off some magic items Mm. for them and tell you the shop inventory and they'll be like what was that second item again i was like i've not written it down i've just come up with that off the dome so that uh, that actually just reminded me i came up with a person's name yesterday they were they were you know a a group was fighting some druids and one of them decided to spare the druid and was like what was your name and they gave their name and he's like well i will remember that name and you shall be spared but you owe me a favor go and i'm like cool and i was like i gotta write that name down never did no idea what I said. <laughs> no idea. I, I hope they did. Time. I did it all the time. If I go for like months of between games and stuff, there's like characters that mm. are just that have just like disappeared, and they're like they're like. So what's happened to that? Um, what was it? They were like, what's happened to that? Uh, the, the captain of that ship that cut off the kraken's head and threw it to us, and was like, here's the kraken. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, who? Who? Uh, <laughs> I was like, that who? sounds that? I was like, familiar. Oh, oh yeah, shit. 
that's that's yeah, when you got to pull the pro DM move, and you're gone. like, she's gone. well, you can roll an intelligence check to try and remember, or you can get inspiration <laughs> if you have it in your notes. Ah. Perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, actually, I do remember the name now. I because I had in the back of my brain, I had just read a an article about NFTs and how those are kind of dying out, and so I called her Nefty. That was a nefty. A nefty. That's just what was <laughs> in the back of my Write that race. shit down. Yeah, Write I gotta it down. do that now. No, no, no. It's recorded or, in the podcast. I can just go yeah, back exactly. and do it. <laughs> yes. Episode, episode yes. 27. There we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> do the Matt Mercer. Just listen to your own videos to make sure you have all the notes you need. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. super interesting. And I, and that, to Harry's point, um, the players do get far more invested if they realize, even if it's not directly about their backstory but it's one of the other players backstories they i've found that they latch onto that farm much more or at least usually much more especially if they know each other or if you know they all feel like they're going to get a segment of the spotlight at some point rather than just the generic backdrop of whatever story you're running even if the story is really good right mm. even if it's say strahd or say uh, descent into avernus or something even if you know there's all this deep lore about zariel and her fall and this and that it's still more interesting to them. It's like, yeah, you know, the baker from the past that, you know, robbed your childhood home has shown up in hell. And they're like, oh, this is more important. Screw the quest to save Zariel. We need to focus on this yeah. right now. You know, they did so. a really good job in Vox Machina, didn't they? Yeah. The, um, yep. TV show Perfect with, example. Um, with that, with uh, Percy's backstory. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah that was, Perfect that was really example. I, it was, I, I haven't actually seen the, the series, but it would seem to me, um, or rather, I've seen Vox Machina on Amazon Prime. I haven't watched every episode of the original filming of their game. Um, yeah. Because, you know, yeah, hundreds saying. of hours. But yeah, right. from it, it absolutely seems to an outsider's perspective, like Matt had this glorious campaign about dragons ready to go and then shelved it all to do the Briarwood arc and follow Percy's backstory for a while. And that ended yeah. up being one of the more compelling parts of the entire yeah. story so yeah yeah he just went he just went with it didn't he, he yeah. went with like it was like okay where's where are the players most invested here yeah oh they want they want to they want to discover more about this so you just you know you just go in that direction yeah. and you build as you yeah. go yeah, yeah. And it's, it's that's, that's how you dm basically yep. exactly exactly you have yeah. to learn to set your ego yeah. aside of the deep lore in the world that you've written all to treat the the players ideas as nuggets of brilliance that's what my old yeah, improv teacher totally. used to say nuggets of brilliance you seize on that being like that's brilliant even if you don't initially yep. think so you're like great and when and then you build on it and you're like well you know the road there is full of peril and when you get there this part of your backstory that you wrote here's yep. it all fleshed out that's yeah it's important to like put your ego to, to one side if the character if your players have and their characters have got stories that they want to do this and, and it's especially if it's your mm. game world and you're not running in Faerun or whatever you said don't have an established right. history there's absolutely no reason to not take inspiration from what they're doing because as a dm massively helpful to me if you're like populating areas of the world where all right i might have drawn up a map for it and named some places but there's no deep lore yeah. to it Brilliant! You've right. given me some. Right. Often, often, um, often, I that. get asked, "How do you retain players?" Because, like, when we've had like new DMs join us, and and like, you know, they'll start with like six players, and it'll go down to five, and it'll go down mm -hmm. to three, mm -hmm. and then they'll then they'll be then they'll lose everyone, and they're like, "Why have I left all my players?" And it's like, I'm always like, the first question I ask them is, "Did you incorporate their backstories into the story mm -hmm. that they wrote?" And they'll go, and nine times out of ten, they say no, mm -hmm. and I'm like, "That's why you lost yeah. them." 
Yeah. And the other 10th like time to, is you not need your to fault. have them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you need to have them invested in the story that you're telling. And that's yeah. how you do it. That's yeah. literally how you do it. Yeah. Which, have, which like, sometimes is more difficult than others for, for a person who's just, you know, sat in their own universe, like you were saying, James, right? A, a, a light lore world where, you know, you might see them on a couple of quests, but that's it. It's easier to incorporate their backstories. They're like, yeah, okay, you're the you're the son of this Baron and you ran away from home. Let's have that Baron show up and that'll be the arc for the next couple of episodes or sessions. But with something like, say, Strahd again, because it's such a classic example, um, you're all trapped in a, in a gray, sorry, a gray, dreary domain such as Strahd's. And, you know, this person has this whole backstory about how they're the prince of Eberron. And you're like, that's cool. How do, there, there are ways, there are ways you yeah. just have to work a little bit harder, you know? You know, have have it come through yeah. like you were saying, nightmares, dreams, visions, that sort of thing. Yeah, that, a yeah, little bit of it, oh, you know, yeah. they ended up in the Amber Temple looking for for clues or something like that, things like that. Yeah, so yeah, that definitely, definitely is a good way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, there are some backstories that are harder to work in than others, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's very rarely right. impossible. So yeah, you had a tale from the table too, James, right? I did from my hey. Strahd game on Friday Spoiler, night. Spoiler warning. So um, a <laughs> Yeah. Spoiler warning. Yes, yeah, yeah. Spoilers from here on out, um, as I will be talking about. Well, yeah. I mean, let, let's assume they're spoilers mm. <laughs> for mm. the next bit. Um, so they just recently managed to find Mordenkainen and sort of awaken him from his mad mage persona and get his his memories back and his mind. What? Right. What? He's a mad um, mage. <laughs> What? Yeah, yes, he was. So Hey, we said spoiler warning. Uh, We're covered. Yeah. I should like turn my own sound yeah. off. I just, I should mute. I'm just going to mute James in a minute. Once <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Carry on, James. Uh, I can't hear you now. So, in the in the lead up to the fight, Strad had approached one of the players anyway, <laughs> and had had it had compelled them to even once he was revealed to be Mordenkainen to just continue to try and kill the wizard mm. anyway uh, which caused some conflict within the party but eventually uh, between them they banished the the player oh, um, wow. for a bit until until the charm effect wore right. off <laughs> and, and he was then brought back very apologetic for what he'd done Hilarious. Um, but uh, they the session before they'd all said they really wanted some to like do a bit of shopping and like get some magic items to sort of prepare themselves as they were coming to the end. They only had like a couple more objectives before they were going to go after Strahd. So I was like, yeah, fine. Mordenkainen will we'll probably have some magic items for you to um, to right. do stuff with, uh, and we'll we'll offer you a trade. So I was like, well, they don't they don't actually have that much gold on them. They've got like a hundred gold mm-hmm. pieces each, but this like even at level eight in in Barovia because. It's not really that much yeah. money knocking around, yeah. and you don't really pick up that many magic items. True. Uh, so I had a list of some um, some pretty relatively powerful magical items. Um, but Mordenkainen said that in exchange for them, he requested that they pledge his soul, their souls, to him, so Strahd couldn't capture them and take them for himself. He says it was entirely altruistic. Altruistic. Whoa. I don't want your souls, or your bodies, to be used against the people of Barovia. Should wow. you fail, okay. so I will give you the help, 
But that means if you die, you can't be resurrected. Whoa. That's deep. <laughs> that is deep. What do they say? So immediately they all they all agreed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, all mm. all but one of them agreed. One of them was like, "No, my soul's too important to me. I'm not. I don't need your magical trinkets, wizard." Um. So following that, they went off to Berez. Um. So spoilers for the village of uh, of Berez. Uh, but there's a a hut. In oh, the I wonder who that is. Um. Whose could it be? Well, it's Baba Lysagas. Um, and her and her moving hut. So they get they get to the village, make their way through through the entire place, um, and to get to the goats. And they've got oh, a druid with them. So obviously the druid starts chatting with starts chatting with the goats. Uh, and he is a swarm keeper druid who has a uh, who has termites oh, as his gross. insect. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, but he, the the guy who plays them, uh, Will, is uh, not the one who emails you, Rob. A different Will <laughs> in the game. Um, but he, oh, he's some kind of biologist. Oh, in real life, biologist. And so he, okay. in real life, so he's got bare knowledge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on actual things the bugs do and their capabilities. Yeah, that is um, actually cool. I, I retract so my statement. It's, not it's very, it's very awesome. cool. <laughs> No, it's, okay. gr- it's gross, gross and awesome. How do you guys role play animals when they talk, when you do speak with animals? Because what I normally tend to do is I normally tend to make them talk, mm-hmm. but but at the intelligence that they would be. So like food, person. Yeah. Grass, grass, please. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys yes. do? Do you have like, do you have like actually that articulate language? and? Yeah, dogs will sort of be excitable and short bursts yeah. of speech like how the dog like the dog like from, from up like the dogs from up and they got the right. sound yeah. on yeah oh it's essentially dog yeah, from yeah, up dog. yeah <laughs> i i treat them as npcs i actually do i uh, unless a situation yeah. particularly calls for a simplistic npcs interaction i will mm. treat them as fully fleshed out thinking creatures because I suppose I sort of suspend the disbelief in the the way the spell works. Not to say that their intelligence level changes, but that you kind of, you can kind of almost sink to their level and that suddenly becomes its own isolated conversation with, you know, they're certainly not discussing metaphysics or anything like that, but they're they're still capable of of speech. And then, you know, I'll throw in a fun quirk depending on the creature. So, you know, a goat will will try and ram you for no reason in the middle of the speech or the conversation, whatever it may be. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Cool stuff like that. Well, so <clears throat> anyway, obviously he sets his termites to releasing the goats after they say that, Oh, well, there's nine of us in here, you know, occasionally one of us will be taken away and they go to live on a farm. We think, um, uh, to be free, the, the mistress re- re- releases us. So they're like, okay, that doesn't uh. sound good. Uh, <laughs> There's not a, there's not a door on this uh, on this pen. So they were like, okay, termites go, start eating mm. through it. All the, the skulls atop the wall yep. start screaming. Uh, Abelisagus comes in on a flying skull and just sits there, watching, looking them. at yep. them for a while. Because she could mess them, them up. <laughs> um, she could she could mess them up. And she and uh, spoiler warning for my story, she does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> They didn't do anything um, when she showed up. They yeah. didn't start attacking or, or talking. No, they they didn't 
it, weirdly, they were strangely reserved, which is, what isn't really mm. what I'm used to with any of my duty groups. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they so they followed her back to a to a hut and um, decided to try and mm-hmm. talk to her and try and gain her allegiance. Um, of course, the the player Luke who went in to, to talk to them uh, immediately uh, asked for help killing Strahd, which if you know the history of Babylon Saga, is the yep. worst possible thing yep, you could say to her as she is obsessed with Strahd, uh, having wet nursed mm-hmm. him slash baby sat for him. Um, she's and then be Nanny Lysaga. Yeah, she's hyper-focused and loves Strahd. So as soon as she said that, Hut stood up, Babylon Saga, battle ensued, two players down. One of the magical items, though, that they had been given was this um, vial that um, let out smoke Mm. in a 30-foot radius and you could use it, you could release the smoke four times and it gave you teleportation points between those four clouds of smoke. So they they got downed, they'd they'd opened the flask once by Mordenkainen's house um, hidden and then in the middle of this fight they were like, shit, two of us are down. We we bow out. (gasps) Wait, but can other people use the clouds to teleport as well? Um... Well, they don't Whoa, know that yet. Oh, okay. Uh, but, okay. Um, <laughs> Sick. Uh, uh, yeah, so they've had to they've had to dip. They did though go back because they during the fight the fighter um, found the mm. gem in mm. the hut. So they they went back, regrouped, long rested, and then went back with the plan. By some absolute fluke, the druid summoned a dryad inside the hut, which immediately. Pulled the stone out first turn, nice. passed both the saving throws okay. from ripping up the floorboards and the, de- the, and the dexterity out. save cool. to pull it out. So got the gem wow. out. Um, it's at this point that Babylon Saga was sort of doing quite a bit of, of damage to them anyway. And so they decided that we've got the gem. That's really all we need. We don't need Crank. to kill yep. this Run. old lady. You got um, what you need. Run. Run. <laughs> So it was it was a crazy scene of them trying to like flee from this swamp because they can't use the teleportation thing again yet, Ooh, <laughs> and they don't want to waste another use having two clouds right. in the same space. Sure. Um, <laughs> That's cool. It's compelling. So that, yeah, but Babylon Saga is left alive, and they've told her that they're going yeah, to kill Strahd. She'll so be back. Uh oh. <laughs> she'll be back. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> silly thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> Well, listen. When you're when usually at least when a party encounters her at that level, she is very powerful and she can be a problem for a lot of parties. Especially, she's she has a lot going for her too. Like you know, between that flying skull they, and the hut and everything else. Yeah, so. they would have. They to be fair, a third player would have gone down, but um, they managed to counterspell her finger nice. of death. Yeah, her big old her big gun. Because that's yeah, it's a lot of damage. So. I love hags, man. Yeah. I know Babylon Saga doesn't strictly count as one, but it has that same setup. And I, yeah, uh, I hate them. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're back to it. We've come full circle. I hate hags. <laughs> I can't stand them. They used to oh, be gosh. so great. I used to love them, and now I'm just like, oh, they can't stand God. them. They're too much. Just make it stop. <laughs> Well, they have a. They, that's, they fill such an interesting niche in the in the D and D slash TTRPG world and the fantasy setting in general, because they can be so versatile. They can be basically anything you want them to be. They can be a shopkeep. 
you know, if assholes. you want to, you know, they can be assholes. They can be, um, yes. they, can, they can be important to a person's backstory. They can show you visions of stuff. They basically, you can basically MacGuffin a hag as much as you want to, to be whomever is important to the party at that moment, right? If they, they have the magic to do whatever, they can get the magic to do whatever. All it takes is the right price. Yeah. And if you're willing to pay it. Um, and with, and there's always something to exploit. I think the best part of a hag is its weakness, right? What is that one thing, that one screw that you can twist that really gets them, you know, can, can change the tables, can turn the tables around and, and, and flip the fortune. What is it yeah. for, for Babali Saga? It's, you know, threatening Strahd or, or that might piss her off. Yeah. But, you know, if you, if you convince her that you have it in a good spot or, Again, spoilers for this whole section of the book. Um, you can you can threaten the cradle in the that she has in the house, right? Because that's yeah. how my very yeah, first did that. players did it. <laughs> my very first home game ever. Um, they were getting their asses handed to them, and then they just went back inside the hut and and carried out or or threatened the illusion. And they were and that mm. she pulled out. She she stopped. She just stopped everything. She stopped concentrating on her spell. She stopped flying. She was like, no, no, not the baby. Not the baby. Go. Take whatever you want and leave. You know? Um, she came back later, but they were ready for her by then. Yeah. Um, and in a bit of a tale of the table as well, because I have this idea, and I don't think this home group listens to the podcast yet. I'll get them. Don't worry, Rob. I'll, I'll, I'll grab them. <laughs> um, you'll get more, more uh, stats in the States. But this group, I'm running Icewind Dale right now, and there is a coven of hags in the very, spoilers, there's a coven of hags in the very end of that module. I'm not going to talk about them too much because my idea is more to use them. But spoilers for that section, the last chapter of Icewind Dale, there is a library in the city. Yeah, so spoiler warnings for the end of Icewind Dale, that very last chapter. Um, there is a library, an arcane library, and it has a pair of rather interesting sort of inoculate characters that appear one of them is called scriven scry and uh, most players won't know exactly what he is but he's an arcanoloth which is basically a fiend that's very interested in collecting magical items and he's in this lost long lost library in this buried city in the ice searching for a very very particular tome and it's kind of just like a little lore dump thing in the book they don't really make too much of a big deal out of it they say that yeah no the book isn't really there he just is searching in vain and you know your players can interact with him and maybe they can even save his servant who is this um large awakened penguin named kingsport who also happens to be blind and is just kind of cutesy you know his artwork is mm. kind of well developed he's got these like red stems coming out of his eyes and players normally see how he's being forced to drag around a cart of books and they're like oh we have to save kingsport from this kind of jackass little you know fox slash jackal thing that's walking around um so in mind though and speaking of integrating players backstories um, Arcanaloths, if you know the lore, they're dimensional travelers. They spend their whole long existences just collecting knowledge and books and scrolls and power, all in the hopes of eventually becoming a better and bigger fiend called an Ultraloth. And when uh, one of my players has this backstory element, which we've fleshed out over the course of the campaign, that he basically is being hunted by his father, who's one of the 
preeminent archmages of the city of Silvery Moon. And his father has been sending bounty hunters after him because he wants to mm. stop this, uh, his son from spoiling a plan because his father is secretly a cultist, which is trying to bring back the big bad of the campaign. Um, cool. And obviously the player is trying to stop him or stop the big bad. So he keeps sending bounty hunters every now and then a new bounty hunter will show up rather sparsely. But when the Arkanaloth was meeting them and trading them, you know, he was accepting gold and selling them a couple of scrolls. And then it's like, Oh, it was a pleasure doing business with you all. What were your names? You're all wonderful. And he was like, Oh, my name's Luke and Asterbright. And the other one goes, Oh, Asterbright, not of silvery moon perchance. And he's like, oh, you have heard of me. He has a French accent. It's great. <laughs> um, and he says, yes. Uh, I don't really know where, I'm afraid. But, um, well, it was a pleasure doing business. And uh, toodaloo. And he disappears. Dimensionally travels elsewhere. Party decides to take a long rest in the same library. <laughs> Cut to six hours later. Because I rolled a, uh, rolled a few die to determine a couple of random elements. Like how long it would take for him to get his contacts and such. And while they're sleeping, a retriever and a steel predator, Ooh. two powerful constructs that are meant to capture and, and sometimes assassinate a target, but mostly capture targets and bring them back to people, uh, creep their way into the rooms. Luckily, they had one person on watch who noticed one of them come in, but sort of, th I, I think he misunderstood the layout of the library, perhaps, and was guarding one one hallway thinking it was the only way in, and the spider just went around the other way <laughs> and ambushed the party. And then the steel predator kind of mm. followed. Mm. And they were doing okay. They were still low on spell slots and energy. They were really gunning for their long rests to get everything back. But they were doing fine until the steel predator caught up in like round three. Mm. And when he got there, he has one ability called stunning roar. And it's a, it's a high DC, I think, yeah. but 17, it does. Yeah. Some, something along those lines and it will stun you and save ends on subsequent turns um, with, along with a bunch of damage. But the problem was not a one of them rolled above a five on their saving throws. <laughs> Every single member of the party, including an NPC, failed their saving throws and i just yep. watched the whole party get stunned it was like a mind flare campaign all over again i was like <laughs> another mind blast like echoes of mind blast and just watching them all fail cascading failures i was like this is awful i think the fight lasted maybe another two rounds after that and the best part the best part was the poor barbarian player who's this lovely lovely girl that we have in our group she was so mad because she hadn't been able to do anything that fight and she had kind of taken under her wing a uh, an npc that they had met earlier on in that city who is a doppelganger in um in but kind of like not necessarily an evil doppelganger just kind of a doppelganger that accompanied them until he could make a better situation out of it but he had no loyalty to the party so he was the only one who wasn't stunned because he was just outside of the range looked at the whole party stunned and massively hurt on the floor and walked away he like literally just shut the door behind him as he ran away and our our barbarian player was oh, like no. i'm gonna fucking kill him i'm gonna <laughs> find that guy i'm gonna hunt him down i don't care what it takes he is dead it was hilarious but then sure enough the the guy gets overwhelmed the the player character who has uh, the bounty hunter after him and i i i 
I sort of had not prepped for not exactly not prepped. I considered the possibility, but I really didn't expect this to happen. Mm. And he was stunned, eventually knocked unconscious and teleported away to a demiplane hmm. where the Arkanoloth is. And now I have the players on a scramble to try and figure out how they're going to rescue him, which is to, I'm so excited for this because my idea is they're going to go to the hags in Icewind Dale. They're going to find this coven in this lost city and they're going to have the book that Scriven Scry, the Arconoloth wants. And that's their only hope is to enact a trade of some sort. Don't let him be sold back to his father trade him for the book which is what that Arconoloth really wants but what price will the hag extract you know and it just kind of cascades from there it's one thing promised for another thing promised for another thing so excited for it yeah anyway that was longer than i meant to to go on no it sounds sick yeah yeah i'll let you guys know how it goes next week (laughs) yeah definitely do Yeah. yeah it's um it's interesting i mean looking over the um analytics of where we've been getting yeah uh, listeners from across the uh the, the globe yeah and the world yeah so um, international where do you guys think our most popular amount of listeners are coming from it's gotta be the uk surely my friends no um yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah maybe the u.s the UK. UK. Okay. <laughs> no so you're right the uk is the uk, UK is top with nice. 1318 Nice. Wow. Listeners wow. Since we started in June. So that's that's right. unique yeah. listens, right? 1,318. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, unique, unique listeners. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So then, um, who do you think is second place? Mm, I would honestly, I would say something like Australia. I know there's a lot of TTRPG uh, hubbub in Australia. I would say US. James, I'd say the US. US. Hoping that maybe yeah. some of JC's players are listening. Nope, nobody likes me. Okay, well, James, you're correct. It's the United States. Oh, shit. Ah, However, nice. JC, you would be correct because Australia is third. Ooh, nice. all right. Third, yeah. Not know that, but yeah, cool. Fourth place. Yeah, so also United States, 175. Australia, 24. So a bit of a mm. bit of a massive gap. Yeah, big gap. Um, who do you reckon is after Australia? Canada? Nope. Uh, mm. Brazil. <laughs> Why Brazil? I don't. I don't know. It's a big place, isn't it? <laughs> Geographically, it's a big place. It's a I'm big gonna, place. It's a, it's a big place. Uh, I'm just thinking. Stab <laughs> in the dark place. here. I'll say. I'll say France. Nope. It's no. Finland. Finland. Whoa! Nice. Okay. Yeah, there's Spectarium guy. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that makes Tell sense. your friends, Finland. Okay, now the next one. This and the next, the next. In fact, the next. I would say probably uh, one, two, three, four are quite um, interesting. So, what do you reckon? Who do you reckon? What country after Finland? Germany. Yeah. Nope. Now that we're on the Spectarium track, I would have said yeah. Germany. Nope. Oh, I think I've got a player in France from Spectarium, so <laughs> I oh, thought they'd be up there as well. Tell them to listen. <laughs> it's not Germany. What is it? Greece. Ooh. What? Nice. Okay. Wild. With, we got to we got to hook up with them and get our vacation. Eleven. Our eleven. Then, then. Oh, I did one for a family out of the... Greece, didn't I? <coughs> oh, you know, that maybe, might be, maybe that that's might be it. Maybe it's, maybe, like, those oh, guys. <laughs> maybe they're checking. Yeah, maybe they're just like fans. <laughs> Shout out to our fans. Yeah. Shout out to the group. <laughs> they're a lovely family. Yep. They were a lovely family. All this is Sparta. Yeah. All right. So what? So so far we've got number one. United Kingdom. Yeah. Number two, United yes. States. Number three, Australia. Number four, Finland. Number five, Greece. 
Number six. What do you reckon? Six. Uh, give us a hint, Rob. Have we got, give, give have we a, got a weird two in New Zealand uh, or something? <laughs> uh, I can give you a hint. They used to be a part of the UK. Now they're that's ha- that's the three quarters of the world. That doesn't help. India. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> in the la- in the last in the last thirty years. Oh, oh, maybe longer, maybe longer actually. No, no, thirty mm. years, thirty years. They left the UK. They weren't. They're no longer part of the UK. As gave of back, how long? Gave, gave them back to a sovereign nation. Right. In the 1990s. Malta. No. no. <laughs> Just because you guys went there. Oh, this is. No. I, I'm gonna say. Nope. Is, is it? Is it Ireland? No. Nope. No, that's. That's gonna. Piss gave off. Ireland back. Gave Ireland back to Ireland in the 90s. Look, that's gonna piss a lot of people off. Um, but that's gonna annoy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm so there. sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, well, there's, there's Northern Ireland. Mm. And then, uh, the, the Republic of Ireland. I am a little confused on the timeline of that. <laughs> it's Hong Kong. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. That's cool that we have listeners in Hong Kong. Shout yeah, out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's, then it's Italy. Then it's the Netherlands. Wow. That's the eight. And then <clears throat> Canada, ninth. Oh. Germany, tenth. Oh, we gotta get Canada. Those are working numbers. We gotta pump those numbers up. <laughs> Special shout outs to the free people in Russia. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey Russia. Special shout out to the Russians. Uh, who else we got? <laughs> we got a special shout out to the one person in India. Yeah. Nice. See? Yeah. I, I was backing you up the whole time. Yeah. Indian and person. Then, and then a very special shout out to the one person in Taiwan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. nice. Yeah. Extra special shout out. No, yeah, special out to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Rock on. So cool. Great. Thanks, um, listeners. We are international. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. That Thank crazy. you so much, listeners. <laughs> yeah. And like we said in the a few episodes before, we are keen to get to hear from you guys. We've still, so far we've not heard from any of our players or yeah. anyone who's listened to us. So yeah, please do reach out because there's you know, we'd love to like share your tales from the tables as well. So Indeed. yeah, send answers on a postcard to PO Box 169. <laughs> Send them to send them to info <laughs> info at rollduck.co.uk or if you're in our Discord, uh, just drop us a message. Yep, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. that'd nice be awesome. One. We'd love to see some stories from, from yeah, around totally. the world. That'd be cool. We totally would. It'd be really really cool. Yeah. Right, guys. Well, thanks for listening again, and we will. Uh, well, hopefully next week we'll have Damien back. Yes. So look forward to welcoming yes. him back into the into the crew. Into the and yeah. And then hopefully, Take care, everyone. We'll... Yeah. And then hopefully the week after, I'll be running a Call of Cthulhu. For you. Oh we'll yeah! Oh, I got to oh, make yeah. my character for that still. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, I need your character sheets, David. Can I be a pilot? 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 Yeah. I think there's a pilot. Yeah, oh, a pilot. you got to be a pilot, Rob. You okay, can't great. not be a pilot. I want to be, be like a Biggles kind of character with like a twirly mustache. Yes. <laughs> oh, the guy from Wait, um, no. uh, from the Mummy. Uh, one second. Uh, it's set. It's set. Oh in eight, it's set in eighteen ninety-two. So I don't know if oh, it can be. There's no planes. No, James. I'll be a balloonist. I'll be, be a balloonist. There you go, hot air balloonist. Hot air balloonist. <laughs> um, what's that? What's um Winston? Winston from the 1999 movie. Mum- uh, wow, mummy movie. I can, can I talk to that. can I be someone who's obsessed with flight? Yes. Yeah, you could be the, a, like like a one of the Wright brothers. Someone. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> when he was I mean, like Ed a baby. <laughs> it was there in the in 1890 the British Army established a balloon section of the Royal Engineers. Yeah, there you go. See, Bosh, I'll be one of them. I'll be one of them. You still get the mustache. You still That's get the mustache. Part. Yeah, um. exactly, exactly. <laughs> get to wear leather gloves with those big bits that come out like that. What do you What do you need, James? What What character do you need for this? Uh, 
Well, so you're going to be investigating the murder of some scientists. So you can be, right. I suppose, right. um, maybe there's some military interest as they worked on government projects before. And so as a, okay. cap- a captain in the Air Force or, or whatever, <clears throat> Rob, you've been drafted in to oversee the private detectives that have been hired to do this. And if Damien plays a scientist mm-hmm. rather than the private detective, then uh, he will be, he'll be a consultant. JC, if you're playing a detective, then you'll be the detective. And So we are, we, are, we are a team that's been brought together to yeah. solve a crime. Right. Yes. Rather than, rather than like Damien being part of the people who were killed? Well, Damien no? could be a scientist who has some relation to the people who were killed. I can work that, mm. I can work that in and he can be consulting with his scientific mm. knowledge on the yeah, case right. um if there's things okay, you, cool, you guys cool. wouldn't understand and i'll be i'll be an investigator yeah that's fine yeah the detective i'll i'll shut up because i've because i realized i've just i've just like told you what to do so i'll just shut no, up. no no no, no, no. <laughs> no contrary like so, this, this is what i, I want like we got a plan it's working the backstories <laughs> into the adventure it's all good <laughs> yeah i'm I'm hearing all of uh all of james's tales from the tables i'm getting terrified he's gonna murder oh, yeah. us I'll, co- I'll, co- I'll come up with a backstory you fucking wait <laughs> the most intricate, the most intricate detailed just, backstory and then be like there you go james yeah. deal with you that. just refer him to one of your novels rob and just pass it up be like this is my backstory read it i'm nicholas nightingale <laughs> here you go the balloonist the balloonist entrepreneur who is obsessed with balloons joined joined the um the uh, the royal engineer ballooning corps even though i didn't need to because i was because i come from a very wealthy background. Ooh. yeah yeah that kind of thing james you're taking and, notes uh, right good well, I've I've, my, I've got my, a history of aviation in the 1890s that I'll fucking learn for for, for the game, I guess. <laughs> I've done really society, Victorian societies, and now I'll, I'll research so the balloon corps of the British. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <In the> service. <laughs> the Northumberland Brilliant. 93rd Balloonieers. <laughs> yeah, something yeah, they are called something like that. Um, <laughs> Probably. Hello, there, old sport. Huh. You know, I've been up on a balloon before. Balloons are fine. Hey. I like up on an eye balloon. My balloon's the best. If you look at this balloon, you can see it's a nice red balloon. It's got a trimming all around the outside. You'll notice here we've got three double stitches. That's typical of the Royal Engineers. <laughs> if you that could, if actually, if you could do it as the it's all that helium and all that upper atmosphere, the, uh, it's just it's like, hold on, just breathe helium constantly. Yeah. He's actually, he, you know what's funny? He actually is starting to sound a little bit like Quagmire, which is based off of those old 30s and 40s pilots. Yeah, isn't you know, it? Then, and that's it. that's the kind of people that used to sound like that all the time. They sound like this. Oh, it's on the radio. Gotta talk on the radio. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you could do that, or you could do the Armstrong and Miller um, Air Force pilots that talk like chabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, Thanks, James. Yeah, it should be good fun. Yeah, but, I'm, be yeah good I'm looking forward to running it. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, until then, everyone. Yes, indeed. Cheerio for now. And uh, yeah, we will. Well, you'll hear us next week. Yeah, really stuck yeah, into that pilot voice there as well at the end. Cheerio for now. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in. All right, oh, Red Leader. Red Leader, you're, you're too low. You're too low, Red Leader. Coming in. Okay. <laughs> Landing gear is down. <laughs> ah! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and fly. Um, flight sim now. Actually, I'm gonna go on the Vats on the Vat sim network. Big Red um, standing I talk, by. I talked to, um, I talk to AT, AT, ATC on my on my thing. On my, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. It's like it's so I'm wild. Gonna, so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it with that voice and see if they. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is uh, Red Leader. It's coming in. Journal uh, <laughs> Lander, Whiskey Charlie, Alpha, Alpha Deco, uh, Radio Chuck Alpha. <laughs> like, That's I'm, really good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? Uh, can, you, can you repeat your last piece? I'll be like, 
James, if he, if we get Rob to do this voice on Helldivers the whole time, while oh, the whole time, the yeah, we got bugs coming in from our left leg. Uh, we got to stop the bugs. <laughs> Guys, we're getting flanked. The arses, you know? That's impossible. How can we get flanked on our asses? Our asses face backwards. That doesn't make any sense. We got flanked on our sides, not our asses. And <laughs> suddenly our listener count goes down <laughs> by 20. <laughs> God damn it, I'm dead again. Rock on. What? Right, cool. Oh. Sorry, guys. Oh, no. right. <laughs> on that note. Cheerio. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.